Alright, so I'm doing this podcast. Um, so what's going on right now is basically I'm at a day trader's house who has a very, very, very low profile um, trader's camp. And he's very, very good at doing technical analysis. And he gets about 70% of his trades right, which is ridiculous. Um, and there are multiple millionaires here. And one of them pulled me aside asking me how I fit in and what I'm doing here. So I told him, let me go get my laptop for him, and I'm about to have a conversation with him right now about what I do. So I figured I'd just document it just for the heck of it and see what happens. And, yeah, so for those of you guys who want to listen to the conversation, this is going to be it. So give me, like, probably 10 seconds. That's about how long it's going to take me to walk over there with my laptop and stuff. So... association, all that stuff. Second phase, did it right, completed it. Yeah, I mean, so even the canals are owned by the association. He's Perfect, right? Ours never finished it. Never did the legal stuff. So now he wants to give it to us. You know, he wants to give us that uh, canal, right? There's a, uh, what should we call it? A uh, big tax, you know, a transfer tax. Um, to do it. It so, but it's, uh, it's my house is and you found out about Oscar about six years ago through or internet or through some of the guys on the Facebook group in a, in a trading Facebook yeah, group goes to the main gotcha. go right out okay uh, so they were in two different Facebook groups and one of them was Oscar's and he recommended the other one oh it wasn't it was another one and then okay well, well, I have there, and then I have a major you know but you mentioned that check this guy out I kind of did a bait and switch on Gotcha. So that I kind of watched his few videos and then subscribed to the YouTube. Registered a nominee and all that. Okay. I go now? Okay. Um, and and his, then uh, the next time they come off, make the bed. Okay. So, I go now? No. Do so the this dishes. is his side Okay. Right I pay him a little extra. But I mean, I have girls who come over most of them are trained that way. And they don't do a really good job, but it's enough for me, right? <coughs> My house is way too big for me, but I bought it. I had so a girlfriend right that I was going to marry. And what I've done for her, is, before this, so do you have any idea okay, about, so like, anyways, digital marketing and how so that works and over, anything like right? that? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you understand what cookies and pixels house, and retargeting and, 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 and how all that stuff works? Yeah, is basically. Say that one more time. Trackers are people are doing. And so, basically, once you've been on this side and registered for cookies, you take the cookies in one. When I'm going to Facebook, that big ad will come up. Yeah, you know, Oscar this, Oscar that. Yeah, on Facebook or Instagram or Google or whatever, yeah. So, as soon as they visit one URL, I bucket them into this category of people and then so on. So, basically, you categorize behavior and other demographics and how... And they kind I'm of, sorry, depending on the URL, yeah. obviously, but well, yeah, you get the idea. There, um, so what I'm doing is, for right now, I'm taking it so that when people click on this, 
they're going to I'm trying to replace the website but for right now I'm just navigating them over to a site where I'm going to capture their information and I'm also going to be using Facebook and Instagram and all those other things in an integrated way to send out like SMS uh, messenger bot uh, messages and uh, retargeting stuff and so basically that's why I came to the camp is essentially to see and break and so down the different value points that he has for the traders in comparison to other people. So um, that's why I'm asking you guys all these questions about like how you guys met him, what the unique value he has, like what is different differentiating him from other people. So. And that's what I'm doing. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be having, so do you know what content is? Like content distribution and stuff like that. So you want to create a lot of content surrounding the thing that you do. So you build relationships with the customers and stuff like that that are going to help basically navigate them towards you instead of the competitor when it comes time to purchase So that's why I'm recording stuff like that is to test out different ads. And so what I'll be using is this right here. It's called the Ad Espresso. I would, I would drive by, just pull over, and, and I'd watch create. So you know how optimization, do you know how to do optimizing on Facebook and stuff? So how did you, how have you learned to do Facebook and stuff like that? Did you do marketing yourself? Let's go. Nah. Did you have a friend to do it? Yeah, my next door neighbor's website designer. Oh, gotcha. I want to say about 10 years ago, I met a girl and I felt... He was building websites before real software was in. And I so you can write all sorts of things. It's a very clever individual. Okay. Yeah, you have to be creative and pretty. I didn't realize that the rule is. He's going to train as a doctor. Then after forty-four, and then after two or three years, dropped out and started designing websites. And they said, "Hey, you want to come with us and go to the Philippines?" play the tournament. Okay. So I take off. When I come back, so, I call this girl. This, what well, this does, birthday, is essentially, so, any, any good company can be broken is, down into good, America. good, very data-driven models, mm -hmm. and uh, that's, that's yeah, essentially that's what this deal, does, is it optimizes very, very quickly. So what you do is... When you when you target when you're marketing towards anyone, you have to first identify the audience and their different pain points and stuff like that. So what you do is you break down all of that and then you insert different headlines. So if I can get I put one enter every quarter you gotta go and you gotta check in with immigration and it takes five minutes and I'll show you why you stamp a new stamp and a new piece of paper for inside your But what this does essentially is it helps us create the best and most optimized ad variable or variant out of the so many different so there's essentially usually four different variables that affect an ad on Facebook. Headline, URL, image and uh description and so what you do is you throw like 250 different variants of a certain ad trying to accomplish a certain objective getting a certain kind of conversion which initially you're just trying to capture information getting to a landing page to retarget um, and so what you're doing right here is you're putting 50 images and you're putting in 50 headlines and 50 this and 50 that you're getting a bunch of different, you're getting up to 250, and once I put like this one right here, I press one, you'll see that it turns into a bunch of different vari or variations of that. 
So they want to go with you if they're a college student or they work at 7-Eleven, they'll go. But the big problem with Thailand you is... You do this on a freelance basis? They don't speak English. I'm and if they do speak English, they've been around I too much. am re-establishing myself. So this girl I met, I was doing like 17 years old, I was doing it with... You, you're familiar with dropshipping, so right? Well. Dropshipping. But yeah. the problem with so her is... Just the, 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 key, the, the main thing that hooked me when Diablo, I, which I think is speed. got into it was the fact that I never had to touch product. Yeah. That was yeah. like yeah. golden yeah. to me because yeah. I was living at yeah. my parents' house, all that stuff, but I still am. I'm sorry. So at 18 years old, I graduated and went on a two-year church mission and came back and got into sales and then got into that, dropshipping, and then that led me to what I'm doing now. But yeah. Anyways, I'm not. I'm doing it. What I'm doing for Oscar right now, I'm going to use as a testimonial to go and get new clients. But I'm already in the. I'm already in the process of acquiring clients right now. Before this, the girl like So Oscar's just going to boost that. I'm I'm helping two uh, nonprofits right now, and then once I get those on, because uh, I'm doing free consulting for consulting sessions, and then I'm also taking videos of me consulting them. So I'm going to be using that as content, and then. I and then use like this as like a solidifier once people get to my website and they're going through it and they really need it. Um, so anyways. If they hear about a bigger, better thing, all the girls lie to them. Yeah, that's where I'm at. It's just establishing myself. We're in real America, so, yeah, but I plan to make this my main source of income. And like, I found a few things. Yeah, because right now it's not. One, it's not. The people are much poorer. So I'll tell you about that in a second. But also, they speak perfect English there. So... Look the same, uh, pretty much. Perfect English. But you understand right? where I'm going with this. So I create the funnel for him. I create the variations for him, and I'm going to be testing for him. But he just doesn't and, understand uh, targeting, bucketing, audience game. types, and retargeting and stuff. So, so here's an that's essentially what I'm doing. Right? And getting the videos for top of top of funnel content for him. I don't want to hear it. You're on your own. You know what I mean? That's why I don't think you should marry. Say again. For what you want. You just keep them sweet. Well, I don't need to, but if I want to have a family, because, you know, I do everything ass backwards. Do you want to have a kid Instead now? of having, no, I don't have any kids. But I no, love but playing do, with do, kids. Do you want to have a kid now? I think so. I wouldn't mind. You know what I mean? Have you always wanted that, or have you just delayed it to the point where you're like, oh, shit, I no, didn't do this yet? I, I, it never really mattered to me if I did or I didn't. I always thought I would, but, you know, to have a kid at your age? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, Why fuck that. Exactly. But then what's the right age? When you meet a girl five years from now? When I, I meet a girl five. I had my first kid at 24 years old. Right. Holy shit. And wouldn't shit. you rather just have a kid now? Because that's what you see in time. Hold on. Were you financially independent at that time, though? Yeah. I was working on Wall Street. Yep. See. 22 years old. First job. <laughs> I just thought I was making a ton of money. I got married and got... Right away, but it's too hard. Work. It's too hard back then. You're a kid. You're a kid. She's super a kid. Hard. We didn't know what we were your doing. Kids, your kids raising <laughs> the kids. The only upside was, I mean, I'm divorced. I didn't expect to be divorced. The only upside was I was like, by the time I'm 40 years old, my, like my kids in my 40s, my kids will be in college and we'll be young and hopefully have money to do what we want and have fun and, you know, like... That yeah, but things change and stuff, you know what I mean? You yeah. go away from her, she gets old, she gets bossy. <laughs> you really want to be led around by the nose from a chick. That's what he's telling me, don't get married. Well, no, and if, if you do, you have to sign that. Uh, get rid of all the downsides. Hey, what's that thing called that you have to sign when you get married to make sure that you... Yeah, yep, yeah. Prenup. Yeah. So you don't even need one of those in Thailand. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You really consider Thailand, huh? You well, like it? Well, I love it there. I mean, it's like living in Hawaii. Really? Only much cheaper. Hmm. Living in, and Hawaii is kind of like California. Only California is just blue, blue, bluer than blue. The stuff they're coming up with, you know what I mean? Like, did you, I don't know if you saw the first presidential election. They asked me. They said, "What do you think? Do you think?" I want to see a show of hands. Do you think that the taxpayers should pay for illegal alien health care? No fucking way. Every single one of them. And as soon as they did, it's like, it's <laughs> over. Trump won. That's it. In theory. Now, in reality, you know, I have my own theory about that. But we got an early start tomorrow again. So getting back to the getting back to the part about kids, I think it's better. I think it's better to have kids at your age. You make money. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're, See, you're they, starting over basically with your it's girlfriend. So hard, that. Yeah. You know, and if you guys had kids, you wouldn't be opposed to it, right? Uh, I'm I'm uh, not having any more kids. <laughs> okay. Well, because you have, because you have some, and she has two kids. But see, over in Thailand, sure but also Chris, but also Chris, over in Thailand, <laughs> so I can have fun and not yeah. worry about anybody coming up to me saying I have a kid running around. But Chris, think about this, okay? If you were over in Thailand, you want kids? Great. I'm never going to take care of them. I'll just play with them, wind them up. You take care of it. Never have to change any diapers. You can pay for two or three nannies and bang them. I mean. Where's the big downside? You know what I mean? You have fun. I mean, little kids are fun. Now, when they're 13, they turn on you. Okay. I'll be dead by then. It's okay. It's all oh good. Freaking you know God. what I mean? Or I'll be, I'll be, uh, yeah, you know you're sick. I'll, I'll be like. That's like a giant middle finger to your children. They'll still be American. You're going to have to pay for college and pay, you know. But I don't care. Something. I mean, it's not, I'm not his age. I'm not 20. Well, you had an unusual job. You were making bank. You know I, I mean? well, like, Most people don't hey, have a how job much like were you? How much were you making 20s. at 22 on Wall Street? Out of college, I, I started at Lehman. My my base was 60000 in 1995 with a... I mean, 60000 is a lot of money. How much right? was that? Yeah. How much would that be comparable to right now? Bonus. About 140, 140. I'd, I'd say more. Yeah. I'd say maybe two. What do you think? Twenty-five thousand dollars bonus. So I was making like eighty, eighty-five thousand a year. What do you think people? And that translates are into at, probably uh, like one eighty. What do you think people are making at Morgan Stanley or something just out of college, like twenty-two? It depends what they're doing. About forty. Well, Sam, whatever you did. About um, forty thousand. They're probably making about the same now as when I started. As like sixty or eighty thousand. That's all. About uh about. Because inflation, you're making more. So you are right. And bonus on top of that, right? Yeah, about, yeah, about 100000 bonus. Did your father help you? You're all in a band. Yeah. You all make the same amount of money at that yeah. level. All analysts make right, the same amount Right, but what I'm saying money. is, what I'm trying to get across to him is, that's a lot of money. Unless you're that's at not typical. desk. Or that's a, not typical 22-year-old no. in America. And what I'm wondering is, that is did your father help you get into that? Or did you have the credentials and like the no, expertise yeah. to be able to get into I that? I was recruited. I swear. I was recruited out of school. Yeah. Went, I'm sure you went to an elite school, right? Actually, I went to the University of Florida. I was, it was unheard of that I got recruited. <laughs> yeah. I just you a had the knack of finance and went in there and... Uh, uh, did milk around. Did well with the interview team and... I mean, I took, I took classes like that in uh, 
just a few, like in high school or college, I was bored shitless. I'm very good <laughs> with numbers, but I was just bored shitless. I'm like, ah. That's what, what I mean? yeah. Now, I also didn't realize that, you know, you could come out of college and make $120,000 a year. Whoa. You know what I mean? So, uh, my son's, uh, I said, mentioned it, uh, my older son's uh, in college now getting dual degrees in aerospace engineering and physics and with a minor in math. You come out of school with those degrees, they, they start you at like 150 grand a year. Lockheed Martin or Boeing or NASA or working 21. And does he enjoy oh, it? Not totally. He loves it. That's loves good. 11 o'clock. Cool. And is he, is he able to express like creativity in it or does yeah, like what is he what's his no, main? It's a rocket scientist. Cool. Okay. It's ten o'clock. Half nine. What? Half nine. Quarter to ten. I can't hear it. Half nine. Quarter to ten. A quarter to ten. Okay, so it's still early enough for me. And we're, we're going to say 8.30, pick up, pick up tomorrow? Yeah, half seven, wake up. I woke up at, but I got a texting around your house, around 8. Yeah, I think, so. I think about so half getting, eight. Getting back to what we were talking about before, so... Dude, I'm going to just ask seven. you right now, how the hell do you have the energy? Bro, like, you have been go, go, go all day, bro. How do you do it? Oh, I was cheating what do you mean you're yeah, cheating? Yesterday I fell asleep in class. I didn't really. I don't really think I fell asleep. I fell. Asleep. I nodded off for a second. I came back up. And <laughs> a lot of times he was writing. I go down again. You know, and he might have. Were you just up tired and, yesterday, or what was your deal? Yeah, yesterday? I was real tired. It was like our first full day. Gotcha. You know, so I got yeah. so I I slipped his door. Wait, hold on. What's what's a what's a normal day look like to you prior to coming here? Is are you? What well, you I I. You know, when you get older, you got to get up in the middle of the night and take a leak. So I do that a few times. Okay. And then, and then I, I don't feel like going back to bed. So about five in the morning, I get on the computer and I read all my stuff. What, what is all and this then, stuff? Well, it's a bunch of stuff that I collected, people I follow. Okay. You know what I mean? Websites so just information about group, stuff you're involved with? Yeah. Okay, cool. Information. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it political. Mm-hmm. But if you don't follow politics, you don't follow what's going on in the world. So... Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, and seeing trends. So anyways, uh, then I'm tired. I'm yawning at like 7 in the morning. The sun's coming yep. up. Climb back into bed. You know what <laughs> gotcha. I mean? Okay. So then I get up, and uh, I have something to do that day. A lot of times it's, uh, it's golf. I go out. It's not because I love golf, but I'm trying to lose weight. So I do power walking in the mountains, 18 holes, uh, carrying my clubs. So... I do that a couple times, a couple, three times a week I try and do it. In Thailand, even more. And uh, then I come back, and I eat lunch, shake a shower, whatever, play on the computer, play some games, or get some work done. But I'm trying now, very hard, Are you? to finish selling, finish fixing my house and selling it. I was supposed to be done and out of there uh, 4th of July. He looks so done right now. He looks tired? Yeah, he's like... Yeah. He doesn't want to miss. You know what I said before? He doesn't want to miss the party. That's me and trading. Didn't want to miss the party, so I got in the wrong time. I but, think uh, yeah, well, you saying, uh, he looks a little tired too. He's got his eyes closed. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. I I'm gonna be real. I haven't slept in like. Well, actually, I take it back. I slept for like four hours. So wait, you asked me. You asked me that thing about how I've been going. So anyway, so. Oscar was asking everybody what kind of booze they want. And I'm like, I don't want any. Don't tell me your trick is booze. 
No, I didn't want any. Remember I showed you the booze? Are you not drinking? Is that your trick? No, I haven't had any. I don't. I, I just don't enjoy it. If I'm going to do it, I do shots, I get there in a hurry. It just loosens me the fuck up. I just don't I like, I just don't like, I just don't like the taste of it. Oh, I gotcha. Okay? I like the effect, I don't like the taste. And then also, I don't know when to stop, and I throw up. And I don't like throwing up, so, <laughs> I don't like throwing up, so you don't I like stop. Pace yourself? So I stop doing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you do it, why do you do it? You do it so you can get laid. You're loose, you go out and get laid. Now also, think about this for a second. Is that okay? the only reason you ever drink? No, sometimes camaraderie. Do you only ever drink to get laid? No. Okay, uh, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't just, yeah. okay. Well, you're young, so you don't know yet. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, uh, well, I forget what I was going to say. Yeah. You're talking about energy level or yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so anyways, so I'm falling asleep, right? And, you know, I'm... I'm I'm freezing my ass off in there yesterday, too. <laughs> and I write a note to his daughter, yeah. right? And I flip it to her because she's sitting behind us on the floor. And it says, no booze, buy me five-hour uh, five energy. I need ten of them. And, well, two a day. Two a day for five days is ten of them. <laughs> Was that the bag he whipped out today? Yeah. He whipped that bag out and he made fun of me. There's a note here for you. He thought it was so funny. And then he wanted one, and he wanted one, everybody took one. I didn't everybody. know that that was just for you. I thought, I mean, 10 fucking five-hour energies? Like, who the hell uses that? But I didn't know you were trying to. Well, no, no, I wasn't doing it for everybody. No, that's what I'm saying, because I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, but also, yeah, but also like it was fucking I figured, I figured, I mean, yesterday morning I was falling asleep. Yeah. But I need one in the daytime. Then after lunch, you eat, and after you eat, you feel like you want to fall yeah, asleep. Yeah. I need another one. I need to be awake at this at his thing. For sure. Very important. Yep. You know what I mean? Now also those things are horrible tasting. Oh yeah. Okay. Now Red Bull tastes a lot better, but it's full of sugar too. Mm -hmm. Oh, they have sugar-free Red Bull. You what? They have sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah, they have that too. Now a buddy of mine, he drinks, he drinks Red Bull and vodka, I think. As a mixture. Yeah, I do too. As, is that what you like? Red Bull and vodka? If I want to stay awake, I don't, I don't remember party. what he puts in, but he likes vodka and everything. You going to sleep? Yeah. We'll see you in the morning. Next year, you come to Thailand. If I want to Next make year. a reunion. Reunion. Okay. No, he's going to have a party here. We'll make a reunion. Is Next year. Party he, so he was telling us about his party last, last year at his house. Tonight. Oh, okay. Or I don't know when it was, but he said he invited all the last year. Last year. Last year he had a massive party. Yeah, that's what I'm telling him about. When they had that Omnicam, yeah, yeah. after that, he, he, said, said, he said, leaving, that we'll all have a reunion. Yeah, he invited everyone we'll on, his, we'll have it on, the, on his um, yeah. free forum. Free members. I think if I get invited, I'll definitely be here. I only live three hours away. So, and I'm thinking of moving. To Vegas. I'm thinking of moving to either Vegas or Texas. Not Vegas, but Nevada or Texas. Why for a couple Vegas? of reasons. Number one, I have a lot more money now, which yep. means I'm making a lot more money off that money, yep. so I need tax advantages. No taxes in Nevada, no taxes in Texas. Dude, that's why that's we're in the whole fucking California yeah. coming here. But here, number, that's number one. Number two, we have a very important vote coming up. You've got no taxes to pay here. That's why Congress is coming here. All the California taxes. 
Everyone's coming here. Why, yeah. why do you have to pay the taxes? Yeah, but what they're doing is they're bringing their bad habits with them. They're trying to turn the state blue. But hear me out. Hear me out. So this is number two. Yeah, they're leaving because of the big taxes, but they're not changing their mentality. They're still leftists. They're still liberals. They're trying to change it from blue, from red, to purple, to blue. So here we go. Here's Hollywood my second. Do you think that that's Valley still have control of the money in California? Say that one more time. Right, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is they're trying 1400 to change. 1,400 individuals in California pay something like 90% of all the state taxes. But that's not what I'm talking about. The problem is California, it's blue, blue. My vote does not count. Not even blue. Your vote does not count. No. Okay? I have the freedom. This year is important. And because I need the tax write-off also to move to Texas or move here, and the Texas other parameter is, is, the other parameter is I want to go move to someplace that has that is purple now or going purple, where I can vote in the Senate election, the Congress congressman election, and the presidential election where my vote counts. Texas was always deep red, but you have Silicon Valley moving into Austin and other parts of Houston. Yeah, well, I don't know that I don't know that Austin would count either because Austin's already blue. Well, that's what I'm saying, but Texas was always so deep red, but now right, it's Austin changing. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston, right. they're not, they're, they're not they're red blue, anymore. They're blue on the way to red. Uh, blue on the, I'm sorry, purple on the way to red. Yeah. Purple on the way to blue. Yeah. So this year, I am going not only to vote there, move to one of these places, vote there. When I get back from Thailand, I'm going to be volunteer on a uh, campaign. I've already contacted people. Uh, YAL, if you know who that is. Young American... <laughs> Something around their eyes. So they yeah, contacted me. He asked me, I'm talking to him. He goes, Do you want to run? You definitely want to run. You know, I'm no public speaker. You know that was I mean? interesting. So, the, the, the whiskey. The whiskey? Yeah. So that's, so that's what I'm going Yeah, I haven't had. I'm committed. I'm serious. That's what the guy did. He sent me back an uh, email. He says, Are you serious? He said, I'm getting a lot of people that are joking with me. I said, no, that's not. Fuck yeah, I'm serious. I explained why. So, yeah. But, yeah. What are you guys thinking about the marijuana industry? Well, it's legal there in California. Are you guys investing in it? Are you guys thinking, have you, do you know Investing in it? Problem is, from my reading, okay, the way to invest in pot. Okay. Remember we talked about royalties? Yep. Royalty plays? That's one way. But there's so many different pot plays out there. You gotta wait till things shake up. It'll be impossible to find V1. And now also with with the uh, Oscar system, it doesn't matter. I can pick one that has big volume, that's the one of the parameters, a yep. lot of volatility, it's another parameter, and just play that up and down. It doesn't matter. But the pot play is a lot of these pot companies are going to get eaten up by these multinational cigarette companies, liquor companies, and if they have good marketing, that's who's going to be the winner. So when you find out who's going to have the good marketing on one of these big plays, that's who you follow. That was before, that was, that was PO, pre-Oscar, my pre-Oscar days. Now my whole situation is different. You know what I mean? 
Is this literally a life-changing, like... I don't know yet. Okay. But it could be a I possibility. I never finished that story either. Because, okay? It's a nice thought, man. After I paid for Oscar's class, and yeah. I'm committed to going here, and Oscar, he puts in as much as he tells you that he's the best, and he knows what he's doing, and his system works, he, he informs you in your face, no refunds. You're SOL. You can't make it, you're done. Okay, so I've already committed, right? Yeah. And I am, I am looking for it, but now my pre-IPO guy, okay, yep. says he's too busy to protect my position in the, pro, in the uh, stuff that went public, because once it goes public, there's a hold period because of the SEC that says that you cannot sell your stock or whatever the company says, six months, three months, five, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even supposed to be able to sell my stock for another month. And what they decided is, okay, we're gonna move it forward. So he turns me on to another guy, he bumps his, into this friend of his from like 10 years ago that's just killing it, stock market guy, okay? Yeah. Uh, stock market broker, and he's doing institutional stuff, probably got like him, right? And Gabe loves me so much, he's going, this is my number one guy, my new friend, you gotta take care of him. So what he is doing, is he is doing what's called puts and calls, which is bets that the stock's gonna go up, bets that the stock's gonna go down. He's doing them both at the same time. So he's doing a strangle, right? Is that what you told me it's called? Yeah, the one straddles the triangles. So, so every time it goes up, he sells one of them, and every time it goes down, he sells the other one. He keeps replacing Protection. it. So if the stock, if the stock goes up, hold on, if the stock goes up, he's replacing these numbers. On top, remember that thing I showed you that come? <laughs> so he's doing that. So it doesn't matter what happens to my stock. That's why I don't care that the stock went down. He's protecting it for me. And I'm making, I've only been with him like five weeks, killing it. Covered call strategy is a good strategy. But basically, right but basically what I'm getting at, so basically it, what I'm getting at is, if I knew that I was using him, I wouldn't be here now. I'm glad I'm here, don't get me wrong. But if I had him, I wouldn't mess with this. Why mess with it? Why have somebody else do it? But now also, think about this. The stuff he's doing is not long-term capital gains. I'm gonna pay a fortune in taxes. Yeah, also, what he's doing. Still talk to someone like me. Yeah. But also, what he's doing. Listen. Also, what he's doing. Okay. Is he's taking a big chunk. He doesn't get a commission. He's taking a big chunk to manage this, like thirty percent. That's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah. So I don't know where it's gonna shake I'll out. You one he's the, killing it. I'll charge he's, you one and a half percent. That's what I charge my clients. Listen. He's killing it for me. I don't know where it's gonna. Where it's going to end I'm not up, gonna lose your money. But, I'll, but I'll see. And I think, I think from now what I know from Oscar's thing, and I know about me, but I think I'm a pretty smart guy, and I can figure stuff out. I think that with those parameters, the big taxes I get to pay, and the big commission, I can do better. I thought before yesterday, no way I can compete with this guy. And I'm thinking about the parameters. I'm like, yeah, maybe I could. So I don't know. And the thing is also, if I'm right about all that other stuff, I gotta get in and get out, put more protection on them. I mean, rule of thumb, the guys I, I've been following, they say 10% gold and silver. 
which a lot of people think that's a lot. Now some of them are saying, for the first time recently, I'm hearing this guy in his own portfolio, and he's telling his clients 20%, nah. 30%. Nah. Too high. Yeah, but you guys don't believe what I believe. Yeah. I'm thinking that the world is ending no. temporarily the world through a window. It didn't end. It almost did. And because it almost did, and we didn't unwind it, we're stuck in a new preparedness, which is 2% fed. Or low. So they try to raise bucks, it. and now it's seventeen. You, you should have more than fifteen to twenty, about more, not more than twenty-three percent liquid cash in your portfolio, right? The rest should be all in equity. You have in ten percent gold positions. Fine. Well, but wait a minute. But well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. That's, that's rule of thumb. Cash. That's, sorry. That should be really cash. Your gold. But that's really. Cash. Yeah. I mean. Ideal portfolio would be 30% cash because then you've got opportunities to dividend yeah. and, and buy the stocks. But really, now that you have the Oscar system, that no longer works at 22%. Yes, it does. Because Oscar is just day trading, right? right? You need yeah. a barbell. Listen, right. So why would, you put, why would you put 23% in? Are you going to go long on some stuff? Why would you go no, long? It's going to still have volatility going up and down. You're confused. You've got this completely confused. Okay. You're gonna have a, gonna hire a guy like me that's gonna charge you one percent. That's tax efficient. That's gonna protect you on the downside and make you 15 percent a year, hopefully. And, right, but were and, you here when I talked to him about what I what I thought was gonna happen with the dollar? But you're gonna do that because you're gonna pay me in dollars. I don't want to get paid in dollars. I want to get paid in gold and silver. That's what I want to get paid in. I want to get paid in Bitcoin. I want to get paid Fine. in gold coins. I'll pay in gold and silver. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll hedge it out. And <laughs> I don't care how you do it. I don't care when. I don't care how you do and, it. And I don't care how you do it. The fifteen hundred now will no, no, no. be worth. You know, it will cost me thirteen hundred at the end of the year because interest rates I want you to pay. Listen, I want you to pay. Wait, wait. I want you to pay the SDRs. Right? SDRs, gold, if silver. If you believe the equity markets are going to be higher by the end of the year, then gold and silver is going to be lower. Yeah, but okay. I want to tell now, him. Hang on a minute. Oscar's wait, got. Wait, wait, Oscar's wait, wait, got wait, 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 okay. wait. Oscar's got a call this year. Our target of twenty-eight thousand to twenty-nine thousand, right? We're already at twenty-seven. Yeah, on the Gal. Yeah, and twelve for this year. We've got three months to go. Yeah. That that means we're going to lose good old fifteen thousand points on the Dow, right? You got one pound a point. We're not going to lose 15. He's calling a Dow of 31,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, that's the bottom. That's the top. What about the bottom of 12,000? Have you not seen his bottom? Uh, I thought he said by year end 31,000. No. It was his pit call, like as of like a video from like uh, late la mid last week. Year end was like a Dow 31,000. 29.5 to 31,000. Yeah, when I was telling people. Look at the You weren't there. Well, we were telling stories about ourselves. Well, that's a pretty wide range. Yeah, you were what? Was also we've got three months to go. Anybody else? Yeah. Say that. I told the story. How do you protect that? I was a kid. If we're going to lose fifteen thousand in the down, you go to the candy store. I might as well go short now. Candy bar was a nickel. Right. No, are you just talking about like yeah. inflation and stuff yeah. and the dollar going away? Are you just referring back to that? Yeah. Younger than you are. Yeah. 
You're not saying that that's going to be the I'll show you. I'll show you. Dollar bill or a silver dollar. It may sell. Or the story get 20 candy bars. I thought. That's a huge rebound. Okay. Because he also Not has the S and P at uh, take a dollar bill, thirty one fifty, silver dollar, go to the store and drive by a candy bar. And you're wrong. It's on the black on the whiteboard. Yep. Can you buy with the silver last dollar? week? I thought if you cash that in for a real regular yes. dollar, yes, I understand. So silver and gold hold their value over time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. Silver and gold are the best protection against inflation. Just like properties or real estate is. Yeah. But there's an opportunity for us. You will be very careful how much percentage of your portfolio you allocate to those well, people. See, I'm also, I'm also different I'm, than most people because Thailand has a gold shop on three out of four corners. That's not the way up. you need to be thinking. Yeah, but I don't, I don't care. I'm spending my money there, so I need buy. Yeah, Do I want to keep my money in buy? No. But I'll go there, I'll put it in gold, which is what I have listen, there. When I need money, I can cash it in for in, buy. In this day and age, here, you've got revenues, you've got Monzo, you've got loads of ways, yeah. you've got Bitcoin, you've got loads of ways to manage that for you. And I have gold, and I have silver, and I have Bitcoin, and I have altcoins. Okay. I'm very happy. But if shit hits the fan, I'm going to make a bazillion dollars. That's fine, but don't so increase your estate more than 10%. Say, okay, say your whole estate's worth £3 million, pounds, right? Roughly. You do not want to hold... That's a good guess. You do not want to hold more than 300 k worth of... Gold and silver. All right. Maximum. I think I have more. I think I have more than that now. And then thirty yeah. percent of it. So you should be having less than a million pounds in cash. Oh, right now, right now, right now we have gold and silver. Gas allocation. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah, really should be part of. Yeah, the yeah, part of your face. Okay, how much real estate should I have? Uh, well, it depends on when, when you bought, but I mean. Right now, yeah, right now my is, is when I bought my house. It's in cash and you bought it, you know, and you know, like when I bought my house twenty-five years ago in Big Bear Lake, like I said, three, four units on the golf course, third mountain ski lifts. Right, 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 right. Beautiful, hear me out. Beautiful area, okay. Uh, yeah, and I told you guys the story. Yeah. That other lot I had, I lost seven hundred thousand. Now I got like four hundred thousand equity in that place. When I bought that place, you'd be an idiot to ever sell it. But you know what? Did you take that photo or is that just there? Uh... I'm not getting my equity out unless I sell it. Say again? I'm selling it. Oh, this is so. Uh, I'm all about streamlining and automating high. shit. You sell it when it's so. You buy when it's low. And this is just a photo that I put on something called Momentum. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, so I keep. You have the internet here? Yep. On your. Okay. I'm going to go check on that. I'll be right back. Hold that thought, but but move closer because I can't hear you. <laughs> I think you need to get your ears checked. What? That's not in a in a bad way. I can't hear you. What? I think you need to get. Are your you ears serious? Checked. What? So why don't you? Just Am I serious? Me? What? He, you're bullshitting. No. No, I I'm, I'm old, dude. I'm nice. Did I you know shoot guns a lot, or no. did you? No. Did... I normally wouldn't want to take an account for less than five hundred thousand. But for me, come on, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Omni brother. Chris, how many accounts have you got? Uh, we have thirty million under management right now. But we only took. We, I we don't take institutional investors. We take. We well, take. 
I told you. Well, you have to give him. You have to give him like a special. No, we, special I, commission or something. No, I I work with big institutional investors, and I want to help smaller guys. And Private client. To to give them customer service and be able to call if they want to call me and talk to me about markets or this or that. Uh, well, you I can do that now, them. but once you get bigger, you can't do that anymore. Well, you don't we have don't, time. We don't want to get, we don't, this okay. guy I'm dealing with, he calls me like almost almost every day. Yeah, I realize once you we become I mean? 100 million, then we have different registration requirements. Yeah. So, you know, my partner and I, we don't, we're not looking to get huge. So, well, but it's also, it's also like you said before, and we get we're one outside. Percent, you're enjoying, so you're enjoying being 100 retired. 100 million bucks is at 1.5 million dollars a year. So See, that's what happened to me. Is I grew, I grew. I looked around at my life and I said, you know what, my life is good. Why do I want to get bigger? Why so, do I need the headaches, the hassles? We ah, take a retirement account. I made account. it smaller. I made my world smaller. It could be an IRA or retirement account. It could be a regular equity account or whatever. You know, for for folks that we like that that understand our, you know, obviously based on your risk profile or whatever, um, you know, we've taken accounts for like 200, 250. Uh, we've got probably about we have a couple of chunky clients. We have one client with like four, almost like five million, and then I'm, I'm a client as well. Um, uh, we have uh, we have probably about forty clients. Do you recognize the name Kim Larson? I know that's super out there, and asking like some dude in the military if he knows another dude in the military, but yeah, I, I don't. Okay, just wondering. Just wondering. He does a lot of investments for the accounts for the people in the marijuana industry. But, you know, our goal is, you know, again, we'll, we'll take over, the, you know, an existing stock portfolio and manage it if that's what you want. But I we only have 3-3, three, three, not 3-4, but it is connected. Good. Uh, so I don't know. That's right, 3-4. Three, three, I just three, 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 I just uh, reset I, the router. I, I spoke to Olivia this morning around the three three and three four. See, See he also if, he also is like our scores. I think. I wonder if they have a limited amount of people that can be yeah, connected yeah, yeah. to the so router you, at the same time. So, so that's what Olivia said. Uh, you got too many people, it chucks you out. Gotcha. Oh, so, so it just pushes it, out the, yeah. the the person that first signed into it. That's what it does. It just yeah. Um, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Last night when I came. Tri band like uh, Netgear. Yeah, dual dual band. Have I you seen the Have you seen band. the setup they have? No, I think theirs is dual band. If they get a tri band like Nighthawk Netgear router, you can have like a five megahertz, two point seven, and have a guest. You could have like four yeah. different ones. But I came last night. Everybody router. was sleeping, so I people, couldn't get on. People uh, don't kick. It. You can have unlimited devices, so you can have the TVs and computers on one for the house, then you can have guests on one, you can have, that's what I have in my house. My dad so. has, it's the Linksys one where you place like the different pieces of it around the house. Do you know what I'm talking well, that's about? That's for like a Wi-Fi extender though, right? Yeah, this sh it's just making sure the Wi-Fi yeah, is yeah, strong, yeah, yeah. but I don't know about like the tri-band shit. I've, I don't even know I've, what the, hell the difference is between those two. Oh yeah, no, so if you get, go look, uh, <coughs> you can look online right now, like a yeah. Netgear, it's like Nighthawk. It's the newest one, they're about 300 bucks. I've just upgraded the best. mine and it says full Wi-Fi. So we, we got Wi-Fi in the garden now as well. What's your download? Oh, it's like you said, it's it's uh, it's 
it's the fastest you can get. It's uh, they have five five gig. They have four different bands for different speeds, and then like I said, different channels. So you can connect your smart TVs. You can connect your computers. Because uh, my kids are ga were gamers, so they wanted super. <laughs> and my my older son, being a engineering and rocket science, all that, yeah. he built his own super fast computer, so he needed super fast <laughs> speed. So, I've and then I had my uh, my my, my training setup. So I had my I had my three monitors and my computer <laughs> and my laptop and my mobile phone and my iPad. And, and you're good, man. I'm you're good. good. My yes, sir. Have it going. All that shit. So this router takes care of everything, <laughs> and then I can. Good night, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Good night. I've yeah. tried too much, too many times. <laughs> Guests can have their own channels, so they don't cross over. It's so much easier. Uh, what kind of games play. do you guys play? What's that? What kind of games do you guys play? Yeah, I mean, I I play like PS4. Yeah. Uh, uh, sports games, but my my kids, you know, they started with Minecraft to <laughs> you know Call of Duty to Assassin's Creed to oh, a bunch of stuff, know, huh? online, you know, headsets and all that. To, yeah. uh, they weren't. They kind of missed some of the Fortnite craze, but they. If, you know, oh but, my gosh, dude! You know, the, did you hear about the people that were, there were parents paying coaches? to help their kids get better at Fortnite, like 20 bucks an hour to go and coach their kids on Fortnite to go and enter tournaments. Well, my younger son actually is in a squad. <laughs> he does it for fun. He does local online tournaments and like low level. Yeah. So it's not like high risk or anything. It's just kind of just BS. It doesn't cost them anything. Oh, it doesn't cost them? Oh. Like, he makes like... How? Does he do a live stream or how does he monetize that? Live stream, yeah. Uh, live stream and uh, they basically have a you know, credit card or whatever, debit card. Oh, gotcha. Does he have like private videos or something like that that he has? Like, or can people. He's only part of a team. You register the team, you pay a fee for the team for the local, like that he's part of. Oh, and the team live streams is a whole, and, they, and people yeah. are watching they the whole team. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They play Makes sense. small tournaments. That's pretty dope. Uh, uh, it's an official league, but it's like a small local league. Yeah. And they have, a, they have a squad, a team. Um, but I'll tell you, that's huge business, man. Like, you know, you want to talk about, like, you know, if you have money, like real money, you know, hire these 15, 16 year old kids that really know how to play these games. Pay them, yeah, 25 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand a year while they're still living at home in high school and college to, if they're really good, to join a team to compete in these big tournaments. The winners of the EA Sports that just did the big League of Legends. The winner, 16 years old, just won $3 million. Second place runner-up just won $1.8 million. And you could spend like hundred grand a year to basically fund a, a team. What? The, have you thought about doing this? 
Do you, do you just have so many ways to make money now? It's just kind of like whatever you want to put your money and time enough, in it. I don't have enough capital to risk to do stuff like that, but um, I actually, this is kind of, it's not an original idea. Professional athletes are actually uh, funding team or sponsoring teams. Really? Because, you know, you look at how... Oh, it's going to transfer. Blew up, blown up, where, you know, they pack a stadium. Like, my kids watch YouTube, right? Are you saying there's no overhead? Well, it costs nothing to hire these kids. Yeah. They're so young. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the entry fees are relatively small. Okay. And the people that sponsor, like, EA Sports, and it's officially a sport now. Legally, it's like a sport like football. And they pack a stadium like Madison Square Garden or whatever, Las Vegas. They pack a, a stadium or a, you know, a venue with like 30,000 people to watch 10 teams play a final video game tournament. And they charge these kids like 100 bucks a ticket to watch them play the video games. They're just that obsessed with the game? And then it gets broadcast. <coughs> Still. So it gets broadcast on TV around like the world and online. Just blows up. So they get revenues and advertising revenues. Holy shit. And you have, like, it's huge. They make You're compounding so hard. They get, they get revenues from, the, from ticket sales. Then they have kids uh, you know, um, basically buying the games and all this other stuff. It's like, you know, then you know, you look at video game sales. You know, Fortnite sold a billion dollars. Fortnite's ridiculous. In three months. You know, the, the biggest, grossing, most successful movie in the world that costs 150, 200 million dollars to make, grosses a billion dollars. You make a video game yeah. and it's making three, four, five billion dollars. And these leagues have become. What are the margins on video games though? Like, how do you determine with coders and shit? Really? Margins are huge. So, like, is it depending on the video game or is it, does it no matter what, as long as you, as long as you have good marketing, you will, the margins are stupid? Because, well, like, you know, a movie. It has to hit in the first week. week. Yeah, because then you don't get the compound of like explosive. It has to make 100 million, 200 million in the box office in the first weekend. Then it goes global. And then in two months it's on DVD. So oh, wait, there's qualifiers? Weekend. There's qualifiers for, like, if it moves on to global? If, I'm saying like a movie. Yeah. Like, it, if it doesn't make oh, 100 million, I, okay, 200 okay. million gotcha. in the first week yep. in the box office. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're done. Yeah. So to make a billion dollars in the box office, it's, it's like one. It's one of the most successful movies ever. The largest is like at Disney is like 1.4 billion. That's Avengers franchise. So you know, to do 100 million or 200 million in the first week in a box office is huge. So, but a video game, you know, Fortnite. That's five years old already, right? <laughs> it's still bringing stupid. And 
And then you know, it's, they, uh, it's recurring they too. They give it away for free, but then oh. they charge you for the skins. They yes, charge you for all the stuff. They, so oh. then you have kids, right? They ask they ask for a credit card on file because the game is free, and then they, all of a sudden the parents start getting twenty, thirty, forty dollar a month charges because the kids want to play the game and upgrade their stuff, and you know. That's giving the game away for free. That's how Fortnite is making so much money. Is that really the only way that they're doing it, though? Is it just off of like that kind of like scammy group? But it's not scammy. They're getting reoccurring revenue and like subscription fees. So, but are you? I guess my question is: do, Are the parents not okay with it? Is it they're trying? They're doing that to get away from the parents, or is that what you're trying to say? Or are you just saying they are kind of scamming the parents? That's what I was wondering. Okay. But then you know, if you go to the more traditional like EA Sports games, instead of it being on a DVD, now they stream it, so they don't even have the production costs of yep. creating DVDs and cases and all that. Yep. Now you just stream it on a link and download it, yep. and they still charge you sixty bucks for the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, Madden football has been around for twelve years. You know, they tweak it every year, they make the graphics better, but, you know, some of these games, especially like the League of Legends and some of these other Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, yeah. you know, these things are billion dollar video games. You know, they don't cost $200 million like a movie to make, and, you know, they make a billion dollars in a year, but they keep selling it year after year, too. So, and then, like I said, these tournaments are huge. Look it up online. These things are huge money makers. Have you heard of the drone things going on now? The drone? You mean the aerials drones? Yeah, they're doing races with the fucking glasses and stuff. And You know what I mean? I don't know about the, the races, but I mean, obviously I know, like, the drones themselves. Yeah, they race those. I mean, and like, and they have to go through hoops like Harry Potter now. It's like it's weird, yeah, dude. Yeah, I just saw. I uh, I have. Well, I have a. a lot I don't of know. Space outside of the city to do that mm-hmm. because you know in densely populated areas you run into that falls under FAA. So, like in Chicago, you can't fly it over three hundred feet, and you can't. You have a lot of restrictions. They want to. They want you to license those things now. It's not passed legislation. But they want to have it licensed with like a tail number, like a plane now, because you've seen so many problems with airports and Heathrow with drones and things like that. I didn't know that. Um, you know, a little drone flies over into the airport, shuts down the Heathrow airport <laughs> for two days. I mean, you know, or a little drone. You know, Amazon will control. You know, I have drones. Dropping off packages now. I mean, you do? Yeah, in Chicago. There's what? drones that literally, and then they take a snapshot of the, my door with the package in front of it. Insurance companies are using drones to assess property damage. Well, are you studying tech and AI and automation and stuff like that right now? I, I just try to. I'm on a, I just try to keep up with as much as I can. To get enough information to know what... To see what... And then from there, I try to find stocks that might, like, you know... And do you use any kind of resource or like anyone else? I trends. Um, you know, I, I try to read. Like I said, I watch a lot of business news. I watch a lot of, you know, Bloomberg and financial news and 
I, you know, I'm on CNBC all day long. I read the papers. I, you know, I, I still have ends with some of the big banks and some of the popular successful hedge fund traders. And I also pull up their 10Ks, their, their, their biggest holdings, mm -hmm. their biggest hedge fund managers. You know, it's a 45-day lag, but they have to report their holdings to the SEC. So I can see what they're holding. I can see if they've added to their positions, uh, if they've sold their positions. I can see if, wow. if what they've paid for. That's a nice little source. What price is that? Um, so I've made good money doing that because mm -hmm. on certain positions because I just I know when a certain manager buys hundreds of millions of dollars of stock that like they're either gonna flip the board or restructure it or it's undervalued and they're you know they they obviously see something there that is gonna cause the stock to freaking double. But that's not technical analysis. That's yeah. <laughs> that's fundamental analysis. Um, and a, a little bit of what we call edge, which some folks might call, you know, little whisper knowledge, but um, and where did they where did they get their information from? Are they like serious way more into it than you have to be? When I was at my hedge fund, like first of all, the trading desk would call me and say, XYZ is trading this, blah blah blah, they're trading five hundred million shares of this or that or the other thing. They you know, some of them would be making markets, but also they also are advising on IPOs, right? They're doing advising on mergers and acquisitions. So they call me up and they're like, yeah, you know, Guitar Center's being bought out. I'm like, any problems? They're like, no, no way. Deal's closing where the lead underwriter is closing in the next 60 days and nothing to worry about. I'm like, you sure? They're like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we're good, we're good. I loaded up on it, you know, like in our hedge fund, Immediately, my partner's like, go see our lawyer, make sure it's not illegal, because technically, you know, I want to make sure you're covered. You know, it's a gray area, because they didn't tell me it's happening for sure or not. They just said, you know, everything's cool, everything looks good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But you can read between the lines. But, yeah. you know, it's also changed because, like, the trading desks also, you know, we used to be able to, they record your phones, so you can't talk on the phone, but we used to get around that by doing Yahoo instant message because they didn't keep records of that. Yeah. Now, they, they keep records of your text messages and your phone logs and everything, so you have to be... You don't have any kind of overlay or anything that you can do to prevent any yeah, of that? Yeah, so Nothing. now you gotta be more discreet to you know, you gotta basically, yeah, but like I told you, told one of these other guys, I mean, or maybe I told you, I mean, we had lobbyists. Uh, we would hire lawyers to go into the courtrooms when there would be a proxy fight, or if a company was going bankrupt, to see what the judge was gonna make a ruling on, because attorneys could bring their phones into the courtroom, into the courthouse. Yeah. So, they my attorney would call me from the courthouse to say the judge just ruled that 
you know, anybody that owns the debt's getting paid 100 cents on the dollar, but we would buy it at 50 cents on the dollar because people didn't know if they were gonna get all their money back. So we'd be in the courtroom and it'd be trading at 50 cents, but the news wouldn't break until court got out and then for 20 years, uh, it turns into 10 billion, like, yeah. you know. But a lot of these guys, made their real money 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and then basically decide, then after they made their real big hit, played it straight. My partner did the same thing. He made his first couple hundred million fucking doing what we did on the show. And then he was like, okay, now I can trade, now I have made enough money that I can obviously do whatever the hell I want. And my performance is amazing enough that I can help attract, with my help, grow a multi-billion dollar investment firm. And then, now I can be legit and charge two and 25 fees. So I was saying, like, you gotta think about this. So take a $2 billion hedge fund that I ran. Mm-hmm. We charge a 2% management fee. That's so there was 30 of us, okay? 20 of them made $100,000, less than 100000 a year. You know, five of them made a half a million a year to a million a year. You know, three of us made, you know, maybe one to five million a year. And then we cost us probably five million a year to run the business with all, every single expense you could ever want paid for. And two billion, we collect 40 million a year in management fee right off the bat. Then- Holy shit. Two billion, if you have a good year, and let's say you make 20%, and by the way, we lever it up. Wait, you're on rev shares with them too? Yeah, 20%, 25% performance fee. So, two billion, we lever up three times, so that's six billion of capital that we have in the market. We make 20% on that, that's 1.2 billion in profit. We get 25% of that. That's, that's $300 million to us. So, a 30-person firm making a 20% return made, made $340 million in a year. And Holy shit. it cost us to pay everybody and keep everybody happy, pay our trader two million bucks, our head trader, pay me a million bucks, whatever. You know, cost us $30 million to run the business, pay everybody, and then my partner puts Three hundred million in his pocket. What the hell? And he doesn't reinvest. Well, he reinvested, but I'm saying three hundred million is, is. Oh, okay, all right. His okay. Comp. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then our investors make a yeah eighteen percent, fifteen percent return, and they're happy as shit. That's definitely. So uh... You do that for a couple of years, and you do it well, and then you don't need to lever up, and you don't need to take risk. And now all of a sudden he's got five, six hundred million of his own money, and then he's like, "Fuck it, 
I don't need the headache. I can make 10% a year. I'm making 50 million on my own money. And now, instead of making 20%, if I make 10% and I don't take as much risk and I don't lever up, I'm 2 billion, you know, I'm making, you know, 75 million a year and I'm taking my jet to, I said, my partner bought four houses next to each other on the beach in Naples on Gordon Avenue. Look it up online. Each house is $50 million. That is so stupid. Oh my God. They're mansions. Uh, Where is that? Naples, Florida. In Naples. Gordon, Gordon Drive. He literally has four houses all next to each other and one across the street. He has five houses right, right there. He paid 50, 60 million a piece. Yeah, you have that kind of money. So he yeah, buys a place in Denver, has a place, bought a $20 million place and knocked it down and then built a house. Holy on, shit. Out on the wall, out on Lake Michigan. Is that it? Is that one of them? Or do you even know which ones they are? That's more, that's, I don't know, that's, that'd be, that'd be like one of them, yeah. Holy um, hell. I don't know, if the, is that one right on the beach? Uh, Depends on the beachfront. So, uh, scroll down, it gets even, they get, they go more expensive as you go down. Uh, fucking zooming out. If you zoom in to, but just stay on Gordon Drive or Gordon Place and you look at, Type yeah, Gordon like Gordon Drive or whatever Naples, Florida. Type that into Google. Naples. That's definitely not fucking right. No, that's Gulf. I don't know where that came from. Where you were the first time was right. Uh, Go down Gordon Drive, but go down uh, till you get to the Google Maps. It, it goes shit. down to the point where there's just about you know, maybe 30, 30 lots, and it's just all beach. Yeah, it just goes down here. These lots, these like these, and you get down to the down to the here. These lots are oh, right here where it ends. 40, 50 million dollars each. My partner literally owns four, four of them next to each other. What does he do with it? Does he just rent them out? Or does he sue? Or does he just... No, I don't even know what he does. But these houses are... They're like, click on that one. I don't know what this one's worth. But just click on it for an example. It's probably a 40 million dollar house. And it's probably needs to get updated. Probably. Yeah. I mean... Best is to do it. Look on what it on Zillow. I have the address of a couple of his properties because yeah, I took pictures and I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, like that's nuts. Um, it's it nuts. Yeah. Um, so finance is work, dude. I thought there was margins in different marketing, dude. But holy <laughs> shit! I mean, but you know, you're, these are the guys that make make it. Yeah, no, I understand, but like, I don't know, how long, realistically, how, so, I'm a fucking, I don't really socialize, I, if people, like, all my friends think I'm fucking weird now, because I'm all into this 
stuff that I'm doing. I can't hang out. I don't do anything. But it's so I'm I'm a super fast learner. Realistically, how long would it would it take me to learn the shit that it, that you learn to be able to get to the point where you're huge? You gotta well to do like to be at that level. You gotta come out of like Goldman or something. You yeah. have to be managing a pool of capital for them for to have a pedigree for I don't know what big banks for a number of years. So there's huge amounts of quality. Or working for like like Citadel is a, you know, Ken Griffin is personally a hedge fund manager is worth like twelve or fifteen million dollars. He just spent two hundred and seventy million for an apartment in New York City, highest paid ever for one apartment for the four, two hundred and seventy million dollars. And he bought the highest piece of property for an apartment ever in London and you know um, so this is just like board see, money now. You see like, the movie The Big Short? Nope. I oh, gotta watch that. Do yeah. That was since 07-08. John Paulson is a hedge fund manager. Guy, okay guy. Like he ran like a three hundred million dollar hedge fund. Made like seventy percent a year. Would come beg me, take me out to lunch, beg me to give him money every year on behalf of the firm I worked with. And uh, he came into my office in 0506, and he's like, the housing market's going to collapse. Uh, Lou Ranieri created the collateralized mortgage debt securities. He, someone that actually was technically uh, a boss of mine at one point, but um, John Paulson, um, one of his analysts was like, you saw that the housing market was topping out like in 06 and he just flew his analysts down to Florida and to Vegas and they just started walking around developments and saw all the open house, empty houses where they'd be knocking on doors and they'd be like, they'd just pull up the, go to the city records no. and see that the place, that the houses were, you know, the, the, that the loans were it's all public information. The loans were in default. They knock on the door, and the guy answers the door. He's like, yeah, I've been paying rent here. They're like, yeah, well, you should talk to your owner because this thing is going in foreclosure. The guy's like, what? And then they'd well, go into new developments, and all these houses would be empty. And the guy came into my office, and he's like, this is going to go bust. And he's like, basically... A ten million dollar investment can make me basically you know, five hundred million dollars, and I pitched it. And this was like May of twenty oh six. Are you super good at sales? And the following, yeah, and the following month, he made twenty five percent. And my the my board said uh, the trade is over. And I'm like, you you don't know what you're talking about. So they they turned me down. And the guy turned a hundred million dollars into like ten point seven billion dollars. Way. And that's the only trade he was ever really successful at. But then everybody ran towards him and his three hundred million dollar business turned into a forty billion dollar hedge fund business. And that taking two percent and twenty on forty billion. Oh my fucking! And he owns 
and then he made personally ten billion, and then yeah, he made ten percent. What do you do with that? money like that? Like, what do, what do people do? You gotta look these guys up. And you just like chilling with these people? Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I they'd still take my call to these guys. It's insane. It's insane. For sure. Have a good night, man. If you guys know me personally, you guys can hit me up uh, and ask me for that guy's name, but I'm not going to put that out in public right now, uh, just because I see myself down a later possibly. I mean, I don't think he has a problem with it, but I want that to be kind of something kept down low for a little bit at least, just so I have time to look back at it. And I mean, I'll probably actually ask him permission to publish it tomorrow, but anyways, so that was a conversation that I had with I was about to tell tell you his name, um, but yeah, so that's how uh, the conversation went with the bunch of millionaires. So that's the first time I've been in a room with no one but millionaires. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, so hopefully there's something else I can uh, learn, and hopefully I stay in touch with that dude. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna end it right there. Later.